What's up, listeners? It's Andrea. In this special bonus episode, we wrap up the good, the bad, and the ugly of season two and look forward to season three. Hang out with us. Welcome to this special bonus episode of the TNG podcast, the number one place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek, the next generation. I'm your co-host, Sharice. I'm your co-host, Andrea. Sharice, we have such a fun episode today. It's just a special bonus for our listeners. We have finished um, reviewing the final episode of season two, and we thought, why not just do a little fun, you know, our version of a clip show, but, you know, way, way better. Yeah, because you know how much we love clip shows. (laughs) (laughs) But way better than Shades of Grey. So we kind of want to talk about what we loved, what we hated about season two, and what we're really looking forward to in season three. Um, Sharice, should we start, I mean, if we're going to go with the good, the bad, and the ugly, should we start with the good first? should we start with the ugly? And then we leave on a high note. I don't know. Oh, no, I'm way more, I'm way more negative than that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's start with the ugly. I mean... I'm just going to jump into the obvious and say the Royale was, I think, the low light of season two. Yeah. Give us a little bit of why. I mean, every aspect of that story was horrible. (laughs) Just every aspect. The story itself didn't make any sense. It's Groundhog Day in space. So for those of you who have not, who don't remember this episode, um, don't go watch it because it sucks. But basically... They're trapped in a casino in space, but the casino is like 1920s, but written in the 80s. So it's got like a 20s, 80s vibe, but also like it just keeps repeating these crazy gangster themes. It's just but with the shoulder pads of the 80s and and the cocaine. Yeah, (laughs) the 80s, apparently (laughs) it's the 20s with cocaine. I don't know. I don't understand. And the storyline itself (laughs) is like a NASA scientist or a NASA astronaut is like trapped on this planet and can't get out of the revolving door as if he doesn't know how revolving doors are. I don't know. It's just the worst episode. I would really put it. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb here and say, I would put the Royale out there with episodes like justice. I'm just saying it's Mm -hmm. really, really, really bad. Or like, the neutral zone, which is also really dumb um, in season mm-hmm. one. Like I would, I would put the Royale <laughs> in that pile. Yeah. The Royale was, was super dumb. My low light, I would have to say from season two is the outrageous Okana. I forgot I about that one. just hate that episode. <laughs> so for that episode, um, and I'll, I'll read you a little bit of the clip. It says the enterprise is caught up in the schemes of a flamboyant space rogue on the run. While Data explores humor with the help of a holodeck comedian played by Garbage. Joe Piscopo. Oh, all of it. My all gosh. It. Like the flamboyant space rogue is Okana and he's just like nonsense. And he's just like sleeping with every female on the ship and just bizarre. And then Joe Piscopo was doing this crazy like Jerry Lee Lewis comedy act with Data and then you've got Guinan just being like, this is not funny, which is funny because Whoopi Goldberg is like a hilarious comedian, right? And she's playing this character going, this is not funny and none of this is funny. First of all, there are so many layers to this. Joe Piscopo was a like very hot comedian in the 90s. And I can't for the life of me figure out why, because the dude is not funny to me at all. He could be hilarious to somebody else. But from my own experience, I don't get it. I don't get it. They were originally 
supposed to have Jerry Lee Lewis or Jerry, no, Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to have Jerry Lewis, like play the part of the comedian and for scheduling conflicts or whatever, he couldn't come. So they got Joe Piscopo and then he just imitated Jerry Lewis, which is like so painful. And again, speaking of bad comedy, I don't understand Jerry Lewis's comedy either. If you do and you really get it, email me at info at the TNG podcast.com because I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, it's a really bad episode. Um, oh, and Terry Hatcher is the transporter chief for one episode. <laughs> it's such mm-hmm. a weird, like, which yeah, a weird. He's the transporter chief when O'Connor shows up and says, ooh, a woman, and, like, goes and beds her two minutes later. It's Cue the just- sexy music. Oh. It's weird. It's weird. That was definitely a low light for me. Um, I would say another low light from season one is Manhunt. And that is the episode where LaWaxana Troy yes. is in the market for a new husband. And she has her sights set on Captain Picard. This episode, while we do get to go back to the holodeck, which looks super dope. Um, and we do get to see LaWaxana's mm-hmm. amazing outfits, which I always love. Um, I'm just not a fan of LaWaxana Troy episodes in general. I just don't, I just don't love her character. I don't like it when she shows up. And this whole episode is her just being like, I need a man. And it's just, it's not as bad as Royale. It's not nearly as bad as Outrageous Okana, but it's definitely like a low light for me. See, okay. So we started with the ugly and if if we can wrap up the ugly before we jump into the bad, which I think, I feel like Manhunt is bad because it is all show and no substance. So it is a treat to watch because Picard is playing Dixon Hill and all that, you know, in the holodeck. So it's like fun to watch, but there's really no like real story to it. So Mm -hmm. I would personally, I would lump that in the bad character in the bad, like pile. Um, But for me, one of the really uglies was up the long ladder where you have that like Mm. super racist Irish colony episode Mm -hmm. and, and Brenna Odell is having Riker wash her feet. And it's just like, dude, what? Which is code for sex, by the way. Yes, it totally is. Um, that oof, that's ugly. that's an ugly one but yeah i think man yep. is bad um gosh i don't know like ooh, another bad one um the child where troy gets space raped by a ball of light and then mm-hmm. has a baby that ages like 10 times the speed of regular humans so mm-hmm. she ha- she's like pregnant for one day and then when the child is one day old it looks like a 10 year old it's just mm-hmm. uh yeah, the good thing about that episode is we do get the introduction of Guinan, which was That's awesome. True. And we get a ton of new people. We get um, Pulaski for the first time. Mm-hmm. We get O'Brien for the first time. We get like, it, so it's kind of, it's got some cool starts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole space rape thing is just like, it's weird. It's another one where you're just like, what is going on right now? Yeah. And she's totally like unfazed by all of it. She's just like, it's my baby. And you're like, what? What girl? Like, she's just yeah. Let me let me make you some soup. Like what? So yeah, that's yes. definitely another another one that's like, what is going on? I mean, right I now? feel like if I were in Troy's shoes, I would be like, this child needs to stay in some sort of quarantine in like sick bay, and I will stay there with it. Yes, but there is clearly something wrong here, and we're not just having this child run loose on the Enterprise. For, okay, going to that's, school and oof, everything. What no, being around yeah. other kids and stuff—that's a problem. Ooh, what about where silence has least? Do you remember that like weird black hole that the Enterprise went into, mm-hmm. and then they yeah. saw the Yamato, which was like their sister ship, but it wasn't yeah. really there. Yeah, and then it was like a weird space face. Yeah, what? like a newt in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It was the space newt. It was a space newt. Oh my gosh. Well, we can't, we really can't talk about the bad in season two or the ugly without referencing shades of gray, which we is our most recent teardown <laughs> because it is a clip show to end all clip shows. It is like the, if you want, if you are writing a clip show and you want to see like the manual of how not to do a clip show, this is the episode to watch. Yeah. This episode of shades of gray is, um, I mean, you do get a little walk down memory lane. So if you happen to like all those episodes from season one and season two, you'll be like, oh, I remember when he was on that ship. I remember when Riker had that experience. I remember when he was making out with so-and-so. But if you don't like those episodes, like I personally didn't like almost all of them. Um, it's like, oh, I'm revisiting places that I never want to visit again. This mm-hmm. is great. You know, so yeah, it's like revisiting yeah. like a dirty old bus stop. It's like, oh, I don't need to come back here. Nope. Been there, done that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we've done the, the, the bad, the ugly and the bad. What are some of your goods about season two? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm just looking through the, the list right now. Cause there's so many episodes. Okay. I really liked the Dauphin. Is that how you say yes, it? Yes. The Dauphin. I always, say, I always say Dauphine. Yeah. I really like that one. And Wesley's like, you know, first crush. And so in that one, there's this alien ambassador who comes on board and Wesley falls in love with her and she falls in mm-hmm. love with him. And they were like sneaking off to like, I mean, they're so PG they're sneaking off to have ice cream. They're not doing anything like crazy. They're 16 year olds and they're sneaking off to do things that like five, 13 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Or, or five-year-olds. Yeah. That's true. But it's just, but it's, it's, so it's cute. Yeah. It's super cute. Like they're, they're sneaking off from all the adults to go and have ice cream and like just chit chat. And I just, that one was like really adorable. So I like that one. You know what? I think that that's a good one to bring up because I think, you know, the general consensus in the population, except for us seems to be really annoyed by Wesley Crusher. And (laughs) I have seen, I have seen shades of that where like the writing is just a little too on the nose and you're like, all right, dude, we get it. But I thought this was a really like sweet episode. It was cute. And it was cute to see a human story that, people can all relate to. I mean, never mind the shape-shifting mm-hmm. portion of that. We're just like, going to ignore all of that. We're, <laughs> that's not what we love about the episode because the no. monster makeup and all that was pretty bad. On the, It was just like Wookiees running around. But <laughs> space, Yeah, it was. I was going to say space Wookiees, but Wookiees are in space. It was just Wookiees. <laughs> it was just the TNG it version. To, it was totally, t- it was Star Trek Wookiees. Um, but like the crush and like the infatuation, like haven't we all been there? Like it's so sweet mm-hmm. and it's so relatable. And like, and Wesley is still, like so cute and baby face that like I could buy it I could buy it like it's cute um okay I I can't talk about the good without mentioning Q who where Q snaps the enterprise 7,000 light years away and they Mm -hmm. first meet the Borg it is I think in my opinion one of the strongest TNG episodes hands down and in my opinion, certainly the strongest episode in season two. I, I really love it. One of the things I love about that episode is seeing the Borg. The Borg costuming yes. and ship and everything was just so dope. Like I loved everything about the Borg costumes. They are, they remain the just one of the coolest monster makeups. And then also encountering this alien life form that's so, so different. I mean, their ships are in the shape of cubes. What? Yeah. That's amazing. They have they a high mind. They've got a hive mind. They, um, they're like half dead or they're integrated into the ship. So you can't tell any life signs. They mm-hmm. seem totally having no emotions. And, you know, I mean, this was just totally unearthly type of alien that we're not yeah. used to. And this was a, a great introduction of them. 
Yeah, I, I think they did a beautiful job. They were supposed to, by they, the, the show writers, had in, initially intended for the Borg to be introduced in the season one cliffhanger, but then there was the Writers Guild of America strike. And so that had to all be scrapped. And I'm really, really glad that, you know, sometimes you have a really good idea and the execution kind of falls apart and you're like, no, mm-hmm. let's just do it anyway. And I'm really glad they scrapped it and like created an entire capsule episode that did justice to like the threat level that the mm-hmm. Borg are at. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. glad they didn't half-ass it for season one. Um, Sharice, I know we, we're not going to talk about the good without mentioning Elementary Dear Data. Yes, that show was... For me, it wasn't my favorite data episode in the world, but um, because I there's a lot of other data episodes that I'm like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. that I just gush <laughs> over. But I am a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, a huge fan. And yeah. so to see, you know, Data, who's one of my favorite characters, playing Sherlock Holmes, who's one of my favorite characters from literature, was just so fun. The costumes were out of this world. The mm-hmm. set design was just sick. I mean, the cobblestone streets. Yes. Smoke in the streets. Like the, when they, when they changed it from when Moriarty gets control of the holodeck and changes it. So it's more gritty, like realistic, timey England. And you just see like, you know, the prostitution on the street and the outfits are all dirty and people's teeth are all yellow. I mean, it was beautifully done. Just beautifully, beautifully done. Oh, totally. Totally. I think that I feel like that's one of the highlights of season two. Um, they did a, a stunning job and you're right. Like when people recreate a time that has gone by, it is tinged with nostalgia, even though you may not have been alive at that time. Like when Picard goes into the deck to play Dixon Hill in season mm-hmm. one and in season two, he's just showing like, the cartoonish nostalgia of the forties, which I, I feel a little bit as like a woman out of time, because I feel like the forties, I feel like I should have lived then. Although, you know, women's equality wasn't where I want it to be. It's not even today where I want it to be. So it probably, probably wouldn't work for me still, but like the music I love the costumes, the sets, the, the like hair and makeup, like all of it is just so beautiful to watch. It is fun, but it's not like, you know, it was still the real world. Like there was still problems. So when Moriarty takes over and makes London in the 1880s, what it really looked like, it's like, suddenly it wasn't Mary Poppins. It was like gritty Mm -hmm. and dirty and real. Mm-hmm. And they killed it. They killed it in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was beautifully yeah. done. So another another episode that I liked, and there's a couple episodes I like because I think their, their storyline is really interesting or like the idea of the episode was really interesting, even if the episode mm-hmm. itself was kind of whatever. So one of those is Loud as a Whisper. And I'll just read you the little synopsis there. The crew plays host to a deaf telepathic ambassador who mediates difficult peace negotiations with the assistance of his trio of telepathic interpreters. I totally forgot about that one. I just, I love that they had a deaf actor as the lead Mm -hmm. for an episode, which I don't think they ever do again (laughs) in any track. Yeah. But like, I just, I love that. I love that he was signing like the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that they decided to go in the direction where everybody had to like at the end of the episode, the moral of the story was that the people he was delegating between had to learn to sign so they could mm-hmm. learn to communicate better with each other instead of him as a deaf actor having to learn to speak yes. like they had to learn his language i just thought that was really interesting and the whole idea of your mind being completely open to three other people who speak on your behalf i just thought was like 
so vulnerable and terrifying. Like, oh, sure. I, I mean, it just was like a, just a fascinating concept. So that I really liked the episode itself was kind of mediocre, but the thought of that was very fascinating to me. I feel like if I were that man with his trio, I feel like there'd be a fourth chorus person and it would just be anxiety and they'd just be hiding and crying in the corner. <laughs> there would be, yeah, there would be lust and logic and art- artistic, whatever, whatever the three were. And then they'd be like anxiety, which is like whispering to me all the time that I'm not good enough. That's a little peek inside my brain and like, take it for what it is. But yeah, I would have an anxious chorus member just like standing in the corner going, can I go to bed now? Can I, can I hide now? <laughs> yeah. But, but Seriously. The, I, I totally forgot about that episode, but I think that you do highlight it for like all the right reasons. And the fact that initially the writers wanted to make the deaf person learn how to speak. And he, as a strong member of the deaf community was like, no, that is such a misconception that like, all we have to do is learn how to speak and we'll be mm-hmm. like, quote unquote, fine or normal. It's like, or no, fixed that's or something. Exactly. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with the way that I communicate. And I want others to learn that too. I think that is really cool. Um, okay. So what are we looking forward to in season three? I mean, I, I can't mention season three without bringing up the costume change, the uniform mm-hmm. change in season three. And we finally get to the uniforms that I think we all know and love. They're two piece. They have the stand up collar with the pips on the collar. And when Picard means business, he stands up and pulls down his shirt. And if that is not a sign of command, I don't know what is Sharice. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That was my first um, cosplay was creating that costume right there. That exact one that Picard wears. Yes. And the way I made the waistband is I had to make it with a big piece of elastic so that the the outfit looked proper, like the way it was supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And because that waistband was made with elastic, every time I stood up, I had to pull it down. Yes. So I was like, oh, that's why he always did that. Like just a, <laughs> it's a, just a very like practical reason that your shirt rides up when you sit mm-hmm. down and it's got that kind of bottom to it and you have to pull it back down every time you stand up. But yeah, it's totally a boss move. So that's going to be fun. Sharice, you killed it so hard in that cosplay. We do have a picture up of you in your like captain's uniform that you made with your own two hands, which I can't believe you didn't like buy somewhere because <laughs> it's so effing good. Um, yeah, it's up there at the TNG podcast on our Instagram. Um, couple of episodes super looking forward to in season three. Um, I mean, yesterday's Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like we've got time That's travel. Gonna be good. That's going to be so great. And then my, my favorite, my personal favorite episode of all time, Deja Q when Q loses his Q powers and becomes mortal and is like camping out on the enterprise and just kind of wreaking havoc. And, Oh, it's just so fun to watch. It's so, f- it doesn't forward the plot, you know, or the mission right. very far, well, but I mean, it's just really such does. a fun watch. Yeah. And we've got some of my favorite episodes. We've got some more data episodes coming in the offspring, which I won't spoil it. If you haven't seen it yet, watch oh, it. Tear um, we've got, yes. We've also got the most toys where data gets kidnapped and that mm-hmm. one's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have probably the best season finale in all of TNG coming up at the end of season yes. three. So again, I'm not going to spoil it, but I think this season finale is so, so, so good. Yeah. It lives on a cliffhanger and you're like, I cannot wait until the next like season back in the day when we had to wait for seasons to come out. Um, and that's going to set a great precedent because the season finale for both seasons one and two were awful. So mm-hmm. 
that all ends now. Like the end of season three is actually super good. Yes. And the season finale for season three came out in June of 1990. And then the, the, finale of that cliffhanger didn't come out until September of 1990. So people had to wait like three months and change to find out what happens happens. on on this like masterpiece cliffhanger. It's so much fun. Um, And I remember this. I remember as a kid being like, oh my gosh, and then having to wait. So like, oh, I'm so excited. Sharice, I'm still like that as a grown up, and I've seen the finale. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh, one of the fun ones that I love. And again, it doesn't super forward like the mission of the Enterprise or the plot, but it's a lot of fun is Captain's Holiday when he goes to Risa and Mm -hmm. has some sort of hijinks and there's a beautiful lady involved. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But it is so much fun fun it's really really fun um season three is the first time we actually have um our our beloved jonathan frakes uh direct an episode he directed the offspring Um, oh wow and i was like dang that is such a like pivotal episode i love it so much prepare your box of kleenexes because there's going to be some emotions um but jonathan frakes killed it so yeah i can't wait there's so much to look forward to oh and Dr. Crusher's coming back too. So yes. Yeah. And so we say goodbye to Pulaski, who Andre and I both discovered is not as hateable as we remember. Yeah. But we say goodbye to her and say hello to Beverly Crusher again, who we absolutely love and adore. And so we're so excited to get her back. Um, yeah. I just want to yeah. be her. <laughs> yeah. Which, and, and that's a big deal. Her. It's having her, it's having her back on the show is a big deal. It really is. I feel like it kind of solidifies the crew back as like a whole unit mm-hmm. and they all know and love each other instead of poor Pulaski, not her fault, but she was a new person in an already established cast. So we Mm -hmm. knew everybody's stories sort of, and we knew nothing about her. She was just like this total anomaly. So yeah, it's like the crew is gelling again. Crusher Mm -hmm. is back from sabbatical, I guess. However, they decide to wrap that story up, but yeah, there's just so much to look forward to, um, that we just had to share. We just had to share it with you guys. Yes. And this is our way to celebrate the end of season two to welcome in season three and just really to say thank you. Thank you for listening so far. Thank you for pitching in. Thank you for all the uh, DMs and text messages and emails and everything else that we get about your feelings about the show. Please keep them coming. We read and listen to every single one. Yeah, we really do. And it makes our day so much because this podcast was created as a quarantine idea Um, And a passion project for Sharice and I, who have been friends for many years, to just, like, geek out about Star Trek on the record. And um, the fact that people are listening to us and we're getting emails from, like, Norway and stuff is just completely mind-blowingly amazing. And it just makes our whole day. So thank you so much for just sharing the love. We, We really, really appreciate it so much, you guys. It means a lot. So next time we talk to you, we will be starting... Season three, episode one. So we'll see you in season three, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for geeking out with us. Be sure to join the crew at thetngpodcast.com to be the first to know when we do our live shows or host events exclusively for our members. We'll see you next time.